reach for the sky, boy. Shut in the dark. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Ceno Evil. Let's get right down to it before we talk about the actual shows. I just want to say rest in peace um, to Jay Briscoe. My thoughts go out to the family and friends of uh, Jay Briscoe, obviously. Um, I've always followed his career, but I feel like the last couple years doing this show, I really started to, I guess, watch his matches more thoroughly. Um, with him and his brother winning tag team titles in GCW, Impact, uh, NWA, House of Glory, Pretty much every promotion I was watching, they were somehow a part of it. Obviously, the Ring of Honor matches. I got to watch a lot of these matches live, including his last match he had in House of Glory. Um, so my thoughts and prayers go to um, his family and friends. We go to AW Dark Elevation. Uh, starts with Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir teaming up with Emi Sakura to defeat Johnny Robbie, Vipress, and Zira. Uh, Robbie is Robbie Rocket from Women of Wrestling. Uh, Emi Sakura pins Zira after, or Zira after Rose hit her with the Beast Bomb. But the story here is that Vicky Guerrero still looks frustrated with her team. We go to the Battle of the Buffalo Boys as Daniel Garcia defeated Kevin Blackwood. Uh, it's actually Blackwood's singles debut in AEW. But Garcia gets the pin here after hitting a DDT in a pretty fun but fast match. We go backstage where Matt Hardy is with Isaiah Cassidy, but Ethan Page comes in with Brandon Cutler. And he says that he's going to be their partner tonight in an eight-man tag match as he brought in Cutler to show Cassidy how to have a little bit more enthusiasm, especially with his entrance. Dark Order's Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and Evil Uno defeated Ari Davari, Zach Clayton, and Nick Ruiz. Uh, Silver pins Ruiz after he hit, they hit the pendulum bomb on him. We go backstage where Don Callis is with Konosuke Takeshita, where he says that Takeshita, um, he lost against Bar- Brian Danielson because he's trying to do too much right now, traveling too much. Uh, and he needs to be, and Kenny Omega used to do that as well until Don Callis helped him. So Callis offers his help and gets his card. Uh, as he says, himself and Kenny Omega think that Takeshita is great as the storyline advances. Preston Vance and Roosh defeated Mysterioso on Diego Valens in a little over a minute after Roosh hit Mysterioso with Bull's Horns for the quick win, and after the match, they took off Mysterio's mask and started choking out Valens with a cable. Brandon Cutler, Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, and Ethan Page defeated Peter Avalon, Ryan Nemeth, Luther, and Serpentico. Page introduced Cutler to show Cassidy how to dance to the Hardy music, and then Page took the pen on Ser- uh, Page got the pen on Serpentico after Cassidy hit the swan time. Asked to tag himself in just for Page to toss Cassidy out of the way and get the win himself. Brian Cage defeated the debuting Willie Mack. Uh, Mack obviously has been pretty much everywhere, but the connection here being um, with the Lucha Underground reunion between Cage and Mack, as well as this show being in Los Angeles. And these two obviously have chemistry working together for years. The crowd was really behind Mack, who gets a lot of offense in, stood toe-to-toe with Cage until Cage dodged a frog splash, the head a powerbomb, and a twisting neck breaker for the pen. We go to a Ring, a Ring of Honor Women's Championship Eliminator match as Athena defeated Zeta Zhang by submission, making Zhang tap out to a crossface. Athena kept attacking Zang after the match until y- until Yuka Sukasaki ran out for the save, setting up an upcoming title match between the two. Dark Order are backstage asking Prince Nana to join Dark Order, but he called them all crazy and said that he would never join them before making a joke. Before the Dark Order make a joke about getting emails from a prince uh, about an orphanage, insinuating that it was Nana. In the main event here, in a, a rare triple threat three-way tag match here in AEW, Top Flight defeated Claudio Castagnoli and Willie Yuta and the Butcher and the Blade. After Martin hit the nose dive on Blade for the win, a little bit of a surprise here. Obviously, uh, Blackpool Combat Club didn't get the the pin here. I mean, didn't get the 
get pinned here, but they still took the loss in this three-way. We go to Tuesday's AEW Dark, where Kiera Hogan defeated Danica De La Rouge with a back throw. Brian Cage defeated Carl Randers very, rather quickly with a discus lariat. Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia defeated Brian Cook and De- Demos. Uh, Guevara and Garcia weren't on the same page with a storyline here, being that Guevara's trying to show Garcia how to wrestle. Uh, and Garcia had the match won until Guevara demanded to be tagged in to hit the GTH on Cook for the pin. Action Andretti defeated Ari Davari. As Davari came out, he offered Andretti to lay down and take the pen. In exchange, the Trustbusters will have his back, and the Jericho Appreciation Society will leave Andretti alone. Andretti even teased laying down just to play possum and attack Davari, and he ends up winning with a running shooting star press, the same way that he beat Chris Jericho. Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Jaden. Jaden's a local wrestler and got a good reaction here, and has a little bit of a superhero-type gimmick. But Hobbs destroys him in a little over a minute with a torture rack into a face plant for the quick win. Matt Menard and Angela Parker defeated Eddie Pearl and Ricky Gibson. Menard and Parker jumped their opponents before the bell even rang and won easily, with Parker getting the pen after they hit the double TDT. Claudio Castagnoli and Willie Yuta defeated the Butcher and the Blade. They all start brawling on the outside as the BCC are trying to make their entrance before eventually making it inside to start the match. Fun match here with Yuta pinning Blade after Claudio assists Yuta in a top rope splash by launching him down for the pen. We go to Impact Wrestling. This is the go-home show for Hard to Kill, as Raj Singh and Shira defeated Johnny Swinger and Dickie, uh, Dickie Dice on before the Impact. Uh, sh- when Shira hits the Lions Roar on Dice for the pen, and as Swinger fails fails to start his road to 50 wins for the title shot. The main show actually starts with a Zoom interview be- uh, conducted by Josh Matthews with Bully Ray and Josh Alexander promoting their match from Hard to Kill. The first match here, the main show, Heath defeated Brian Myers. Rhino and Matt Cardona were both ejected in this match for trying to get involved, but Heath gets the pen after hitting the wake-up call. Rosemary and Jessica found Taya Valkyrie attacked backstage before they head to the ring. Savannah Evans defeated Rosemary after hitting the full Nelson slam with some distraction on the outside by Tasha Steele's Giselle Shaw and Jai Vidal. They all go to attack Rosemary and Jessica after the match. We go to the ring where the design is there to shave Sam McCallahan's hair in order for him to join their group. Uh, Callahan comes out and Diener tells him to lose his identity and give up his bat. Uh, and then D- Callahan just asking for his hair to be cut, which they tried to do. But then Callahan took the clippers and shaved it all off himself. And then once Callahan saw himself in the mirror, he teased getting upset and grabbed the scissors, but ended up giving them to Diener and said, this is the death of the death machine and the birth of Callahan. So it looks like he'll be going just by his last name now. Gia Miller was backstage with Gail Kim and asked if she was going to step up and take Scott Demore's position now that Bully Ray took him out. But Kim said that she has a lot on her plate and she spoke to Anthem and they found the perfect person to fill in for Demore and they'll announce it at Heart to Kill. Uh, if you want to know who that person is, you can check out me and John Pollock's post show of this as well as my report on postwrestling.com for hard to kill back to this show mike bailey defeated anthony green with the ultimate weapon and in the main event eddie edwards moose and steve macklin defeated joe henry jonathan gresham and rich swan when moose speared henry for the pin and a fast pace ending here henry teased boost before the match and called macklin edwards his backup dancers and at the end when edwards was standing in the ring after the lights started flickering and we could hear lightning sounds you can only guess who that could have been we go to mlw fusion caesar duran starts the show by saying mlw came to him for help and he saved them from con- with his wit, but now it's time for him to rise as proprietor of Azteca Lucha, and he would do it with the strength, power, and blood. Uh, we go to the actual show where Matt Stryker has replaced Rich Buccini on commentary, um, starting on this show to join Joe Jombrowski. We go to the matches as Lindsay Dorado defeated Shun Skywalker to become the MLW World Middleweight Champion here. Um, after hitting a shooting star press in a pretty good match, this is the first and only defense of the Middleweight Championship in a second match for uh, MLW here for Skywalker. 
Dorado was interviewed after and brought up how he almost died here in Philadelphia talking about his 2007 Chikara match against Mitch Ryder where he suffered a seizure and how this moment here means so much to him. Cesar Duran came out after with a bottle of champagne and says that he wants to celebrate with Dorado as they have a lot to talk about. We go backstage to the Bumaye Fight Club as Alex Zane says, many countries have come to him about holding the Opera Cup there and then Duran comes in and suggests Mexico and they all seem that it was a good idea. We go to former Up Next Rumble competitor Hugo Savinovich, who presents the Booker of the Year Award to Cesar Duran, but Duran says that he's the Booker of the history of this sport, Booker of the Century, and he didn't need a trust fund or his daddy's money to win this, and he to- tosses the award away before introducing his first signing to Azteca uh, Underground and Taya Valkyrie. So I guess this is a new storyline here as Cesar Duran tries to uh, increase his, his, um, his squad here in Azteca Underground. The main event here was the British Bulldogs, who is Davy Boy Smith Jr., uh, with the Billington Bulldogs of Mark and Thomas Billington, the 19 and 21 year old nephews of Dynamite Kid, as they defeat the Bumaye Fight Club, Alex Kane, Mr. Thomas, and Myron Reed. It's actually Davy Boy Smith's first match in MLW in, uh, in about two years. Davy Boy hit Mr. Thomas with a power slam off the middle ball for the pin. It's my first time seeing the Billington Bulldogs. They look pretty impressive here, obviously being very young, and I'm sure they have a bright future in pro wrestling. We go to Woman of Wrestling as Coach Campanelli and Randy Rara defeated BK Rhythm and Robbie Rocket after Rara hit a swanton bomb on Rocket as Campanelli gets the pin. And after the match, Campanelli was taking all the credit for the win and wouldn't allow Randy to talk. So it looks like we might have already a uh, a fracture in this tag team. Chantilly Chella and Foxy Fierce defeated Chainsaw and Holly Dead after Candy Crush distracted Chainsaw as Chella and Fierce rolled her up for the pin. And then after the match, Crush challenged them to a six-person match. Vivian Rivera defeated Tormenta after looking at, uh, after hitting a bit of an awkward backbreaker powerbomb type of booth. In the main event here, Penelope Pink and Vicky Lynn McCoy defeated Leia Makoa and Tiki Chamorro after a bit of a distraction from Lana Starr on the outside, with Pink hitting Makoa with the Pink Thunderbomb for the win. We also had an entering segment from The Beast who came out in crutches and says that she doesn't know when she'll be able to come back from her injuries, and it looks like she's about to relinquish her title until Jungle Girl makes her return, uh, her first appearance in WoW since 2019, and comes out and says that she was able to fight off breast cancer and tells Beast that she needs to fight also and come back stronger and better, and The Beast accepts Jungle Girl's help to come back and stay champion, so it looks like we might have some sort of like a... Uh, I guess Rocky Balboa type of situation here with, you know, the retired person coming in and helping the current champion to stay champion. Again, no episode of NWA USA. We did have another NWA Presents episode. This one, a sit down with Billy Corgan and Tom Pritchard. That uh, definitely is an uh, interesting watch. A lot of cool stories I never heard of before, just similar to the one to the Austin Idol from last week. We go to NXT Level Up. Well, it was announced by Sudu Shot. This is actually his last uh, Level Up appearance as he has left WWE, so I'm not sure who will be taking over next week, but I'll be sure to let you know. As far as the wrestling goes, Von Wagner wins his first Level Up match against Abba Fenny with a Death Valley driver. Isla Dawn defeated Jakara Jackson. Jackson actually gets interviewed before the match where she calls herself the Gold Digger. That's G-O-A-L. And that Jackson is all about that action. She actually has a pretty cool entrance. Kind of like as her music is going and the bass is hitting, you kind of see effects coming on the screen, which is kind of cool. And she had momentum. She had the crowd behind her but Dawn was able to trap her and hit her with the final cut move to pin her in her level up debut as well and then Duke Hudson defeated Damon Kemp after uh, chanting chase you with the crowd with punches and hitting the big elbow ski for the pen so it looks like we got some not new faces I guess but some faces that aren't really used to level up appearing on this show so I'm not sure this is a, like a permanent move you know usually level up is more like people who haven't been on the actual NXT proper show but it looks like they're mixing it up a little bit New Japan Strong starts with Tom Lawler interrupting Kevin Kelly and Alice Kozlov and challenging Homicide in a filthy rules match at Battle in the Valley, which is basically no rules and no ropes. Mascara Dorada defeated Cher Cabrera after hitting an elbow drop from the ropes. 
Eddie Kingston, Homicide, and David Finley defeated Bobby Fish, Tom Lawler, and Danny Limelight, with Finley catching Limelight with the Trash Panda for the win. Lawler and Fish kept attacking Finley after until all six men kept rolling, and then Jay White comes out and says that he was better than all the New Japan greats, uh, so Kingston tells White to prove it as they make the match for Battle in the Valley, which makes me think that White does lose this match with Hikaleo on February 11th, um, right before this, which is a technically a Loser Leaves Japan match, not Loser Leaves New Japan match, so I guess technically he could have the match with Eddie Kingston in San Jose before possibly leaving for either AEW, WWE, or wherever he chooses. Back to this show, the main event was Jeff Cobb defeated Bad Dude Tito after hitting Tour of the Islands in a Big Lads Wrestling type of fight. We go to WWE main event as Odyssey Jones makes his return to main event, defeated Akira Tozawa after catching him and hitting the Boss Man Slam, and Mustafa Ali defeated Von Wagner with a 450 splash. They had a backstage segment before Ali told Wagner to stop bullying the cameraman. The W Network edition of the week were WXW We Love Wrestling number 37, as well as Progress Wrestling chapter 147. Uh, quick note about these network editions. I know ICW has officially stated that as of uh, as of now, they'll no longer be uploading shows to the W Network, so I'm not sure if it's going to carry on to WXW or Progress Wrestling, or uh, any other independents for that matter. But um, obviously, I'll keep you in tune here uh, as they do the weekly drops on the network. But that is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. Mm-hmm.